0: Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I270 and MD85 in Frederick, right next to long shots off-track betting. Go to betfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help call 1-800-GAMBLER. Relax. You're quite
1: safe here. Good <laughs> evening <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to
0: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey, and yes, you are tuned into the Cobras and Fire podcast feed, and you are listening to Rock Strikes 10. I am filling in for Luce and Baco this week. Of course, at the top of the show, I want to thank them so much for giving me the opportunity once again to have your ears for an hour and hopefully create some extra awareness for this show that I like to call Rock Strikes 10. If you tune into the previous time that I crashed this show, we did a theme, and I don't know if we ever revealed it on air or not. I I, I listened to Cobras and Fire. I don't remember if they actually gave it up or not, because I've had conversations with them off the air, so I don't remember actually. So just in case, I don't like spoilers, so you can go back and listen to that show. It was like six to nine months ago, somewhere around there. But I had a lot of fun doing it. We played some great music, And I have another batch of great tunes for you here tonight or today or whenever you're listening. And like I said last time I was on the show, you may want to jot these down. Just pretend like it's a radio contest and it might do you some good to at least jot down the song titles, let's just say. That's what I do here on Rock Strikes 10. I do a theme show every week. And you got to guess the theme on this one. When I come on Cobras and Fire, it is always a mystery. We're going to kick things off here with some representation from my home state of Texas, the late, great Pantera. You've probably heard this song. Most of you have probably heard this song, but maybe you haven't heard it in a while, and maybe you forgot that this amazingness existed and happened at some point back in 1992, to be precise, on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie soundtrack. This is Rob Halford with Pantera and light comes out of black. kicking off this week's episode of Cobras and Fire, the crashed edition with Rock Strikes 10 and myself, Joey. That was Light Comes Out of Black by Rob Halford on vocals, of course accompanied by the great Pantera. Kind of a missed opportunity for that not to be a full length album, I feel. I I know stylistically, really the first fight record, War of Words, featuring Rob Halford on vocals, really just sounds like Rob singing for Pantera once again, but you know, and I love that fight record, but you just can't replicate that down-home southern metal groove that Pantera really just invented. Many have tried and failed. So, wish we could have got an album like that at some point, but c'est la vie. Like I said before, I played that first song. I hope you are writing the song titles down. That might just help you out here in figuring out the theme. You know, you have it laid out in front of you, very precise, possibly even robotic, no punctuations or anything like that you might just figure it out it helps if you're a good speller too so I'm gonna spell this one for you because this is a the song title for this next one's really weird and I know the boys and myself are huge anthrax fans over here I actually obtained this song for free but through legal measures it was off of a quote-unquote mixtape soundtrack for game of thrones it was music inspired from game of thrones and itunes actually put it out at one point the whole thing for free now the anthrax song was really one of maybe like two or three other songs that were good on there but hey who's gonna argue a free record certainly not me by the way pay for your shit all right so i'm gonna play you this anthrax song that most of you have probably never heard and i'm not saying that to be disparaging just that this thing came and went so quick. I, I don't think anybody even took notice. So the song is called sor I believe that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know what the hell that means. It's probably Latin or Sanskrit or something. But it is spelled. Ready? You got your pens ready? It's spelled S-O-R-O-R-I-R-R-U-M-A-T-O-R. Alright, I feel like by even just saying that I need to spell it out properly and you just write the song titles out, I'm giving you a massive clue, but maybe, just maybe, this is going to be the weirdest theme I ever do. But that all being said, enjoy this. Anthrax with this really, really, really cool song that wasn't on the last two albums that I will not pronounce again, but you should probably turn it up because it's Anthrax and it rules. Here you go.
1: Tears aren't a woman's only weapon. The best ones between your legs. Learn how to use it. Drink.
0: There you go, some beautiful, epic, scaly dragon metal there by Anthrax, Sor Erumator. Yes, from the Catch the Throne mixtape. I don't even know if it's out there anywhere or available anymore, but if you so desire the song, go look up Catch the Throne. Good luck. All right, talking about Anthrax, I'm such a huge Anthrax fan. Love both eras, love Joey, love John, and I was even a little apprehensive about Joey coming back because I loved those John Bush albums so much, especially Volume 8 and We've Come For You All. They just hit a peak for me. If you don't have those records, go get those records. They're so good. And was thinking I was somehow gonna be disappointed in worship music before it came out, but God damn it, that thing just smoked. One of my favorite albums of the last ten years, easily, and just top to bottom. There's not a bad song on there for me, even the hidden track, the refused cover, not expecting to hear that at all. i I'd, I'd heard that they had recorded new noise, and I know it was with uh what was that guy Dan, the guy that got fired like in six shows. I saw one of those Dan gigs, by the way. But, yeah, I can't remember his damn name. But that's okay. They recut it. Joey did it. That's one of my favorite songs of all time, New Noise. And to hear Anthrax do it, it was just so great. So, worship music, amazing. For All Kings is awesome as well. I think I like worship music a little better, but just by a hair. But you should have the last four Anthrax Studio albums should definitely be in your collection. All right. Getting to the next song here. The third track we're going to play here is by one of my favorite 90s acts ever and this band was actually an offshoot of Suicidal Tendencies. I'm a big suicidal fan and I was really happy that this happened cuz I you know, I definitely felt like not that suicidal was losing their way, but they were definitely implementing a lot of new genres into their music and I felt like maybe some of the hardcore fans were kind of turning their backs so you know mike muir started this band to kind of get his rocks off because they were definitely adding some extra funk and r&b elements into the band you know even like disco stuff and when all those infectious grooves records came out i just loved them all and uh, a lot of you may have just heard the first album uh the second one's pretty good but the third one is really good too the third one is up there with the first one in my opinion it's not as fun but it's still really good and it's like Easily the heaviest of the initial Infectious Grooves albums. Of course, Robert's still on bass, and uh, Stephen Perkins wasn't playing drums for the band at this point. They got, I think he was either 14 or 15 years old at the time, kid named Brooks Wackerman to play the drums, who was Chad Wackerman's kid. Chad Wackerman played for Zappa and a bunch of other people, very accomplished drummers. So Brooks has become a huge star in his own right, at least on the drum circuit. I think he plays for Revenge Sevenfold now. But way back in the day, before he was in Avenged Sevenfold, and before he played on those great records by the Vandals, and just after he played on that Bad for Good record, if you remember that record, he played on this, the Groove Family Psycho record by Infectious Grooves. You're going to hear, of course, some amazing drumming by Brooks, and everybody's just on fire on this record. So check it out. This song, and get your pens out, is called Boom, Boom, Boom. <laughs> 1994's Groove Family Psycho album, that was Infectious Grooves with the song Boom, Boom, Boom. Every time I hear that record, it takes me back to high school. I was a sophomore in high school when that came out. I was playing in band, I was in the drum line, and actually my drum instructor was a big Infectious Grooves fan as well, so how cool is that? I bet none of your teachers were Infectious fans. Yeah, What? I'm a little out of breath. I I must admit I was doing the Sarsipius dance up and down the hallway in the house while that song was playing because I really just can't help myself sometimes. I wish I was lying. Okay. Proof that I am an avid listener of Cobras and Fire. I definitely recall a year and a half ago when the great Lemmy left us that uh, Luce actually referenced me on the Lemmy Tribute episode talking about that I had a similar concert experience with Motorhead at one point, just like Baco did, where it just was like just getting into face melting post-grenade mode where you couldn't even make out the song titles. That really did happen. Of course, setting up to play a Motorhead song, and you know what we do here on our rock and roll podcasts. We generally like to spotlight the underdogs, champion the the albums that really didn't get the attention or maybe even just the singles that didn't get the attention. And Motorhead is definitely one of those bands where, uh, I'm going to use this term for a lack of a better one, there's a lot of stolen valor when it comes to Motorhead, because I guarantee you that Motorhead has sold way more shirts than they have records. Pains me to say it, but you know it's true deep down inside. There's there's, there's quite a few bands like that, because, you know, they they only just know Ace of Spades. And that's probably about it, right? You know, the real fans that have all the records, or at least the bulk of the catalog, There, there's just so many damn gems in the Motorhead catalog. This record I'm going to represent here for this theme tonight on Cobras and Fire is from a Motorhead album that's, I, I think, probably, it could be my second or third favorite Motorhead record. It's definitely top five easily and proof that they did some of their best stuff when nobody was paying attention. Back in 2004, they put a record out called Inferno. It is amazing. You've got to own this album. If you're any kind of fan of heavy metal or just hard music, you got to have Inferno by Motorhead. It's one of their finest hours, and I'm going to prove it here with this song, which is kind of one of the songs that sticks out a little bit because stylistically it's a little different. It's It's one of those slow Motorhead grooves. But it's got two things going for it on the song especially that puts it over the top that you will never ever hear again on a Motorhead song. I'll tell you what they are after the tune. So get your pens out. This is Motorhead and Keys to the Kingdom. some timeless greatness there by motorhead with keys to the kingdom off of inferno an album you must own and yes you heard those two things you just have never heard in a motorhead song which is a dual lead guitar breakdown with no drums in the middle accompanied by a string section how punk rock is that all right before i get to the next track here we're, we're almost halfway over We're four songs in. I hope you're having a good time out there and enjoying the tunes. A little bit more about me and my show Rock Strikes 10, which I am sort of halfway here to promote. So I just want to, you know, take some time to let you guys know. I would really appreciate it if you went over to iTunes and subscribe to Rock Strikes 10 for free. Of course, all these great podcasts are free, minus no exception. Since I just played Motorhead, I'll plug a couple of episodes from the vault. Why not? Episodes 192 and 193 are tribute episodes I did to Lemmy after he passed, where, much like with Case of the Kingdom there, I play and focus on the modern era of Motorhead, which is sadly overlooked, and then we have some fun on 193, where I play nothing but Lemmy doing cover tunes. We have a lot of fun here on Rock Strikes 10. Even when somebody dies, we try to have fun with it not really by roasting them so much as it's just to spotlight their work as we do on our series called the fallen which is an ongoing series sadly because people do die so when 10 great artists die we have a focus episode on them so some things you can expect on rock strikes and of course it's not all about death uh, we we try to do a lot of lighthearted, wacky themes on rock strikes 10 and if you ever have a suggestion on a show you want to hear let me know i'm very open to suggestion. I never run out of ideas, but every now and then it's nice just to get some feedback. Otherwise, just let me know you're out there. Of course, if you like the show, leave a nice review and star rating on iTunes. And once again, I would really appreciate it. All right, enough of my yakking. Let's get back to the music. Much like I like to do on Rock Strikes 10, we go left of center. We go off kilt quite a bit because sometimes the theme just calls for it. And no exception here on my pod crash of Cobras and Fire. A newer band that I've really come to enjoy over the last few years actually Michael Butler of the Rock and Roll Geek Show. Turned me on to these guys. Really cool rock band out of Portland, Oregon called The Cry. You have to say The Cry a little bit louder because there's an exclamation point at the end of the band. The Cry! And I saw these guys open for The Biters a couple of years ago. One of the best rock and roll shows I've ever seen. Whereas The, you know, the Biters, you definitely hear a lot of great 70s influence. You hear the same in The Cry. It's a little bit more power pop, a little bit more bubblegum, but it's really cool. And I really like that hybrid element of garage pop, as I like to call it. So you'll know what I'm talking about once you hear them. And, you know, they they like to turn the guitars up too, so hell, nothing wrong with that. Here's a band you should know called The Cry, and the song title is Alone in the Dark.
1: Got shorter as we walked walk out the way. Holding hands, skipping stones. Never thought it would end we this way. End but end. you packed your bags and you're moving away. You left me stranded, begging you would stay. You won't come back, no, no, way, and baby, I'm alone in the dark. I'm alone. When things got better There's new girls coming around Singing songs and getting drunk Running around the town And then I saw you right across the street I smirked you, waves back at me You're so sad, I'm so happy And baby, now you're alone in the dark You're alone, alone in the dark You're alone in the dark With the one. Guitar. You got your pants and you're moving away You left me stranded begging you would stay You won't come back, I'm no, going no away, baby Now you're alone in the dark, you're alone, alone in the dark
0: From their self-titled debut record. That was the cry with the song Alone in the Dark. Still writing these down? Gotta hope you are or else you're just never going to figure this theme out. But I hope you're having fun with it. Actually, I deep down, I I really hope you're losing your mind. I know lose probably is for sure right now, right? Am I right? Okay. Next song we're going to get into here and we're definitely going into the abyss of the true alternatives i'm a fan of really cool original bands that have something new to say that don't just sound like you know an exact copy of the bands that came before them it's great to have influences but you got to put your own stamp on it too i feel like this band uh, they were like sort of ahead of their time but they were kind of trapped in the middle of two different scenes goth and punk rock actually they did have a massive punk pedigree to them because This band was started by members of Sham 69 and the Damned and the Dead Boys. I am talking about a band called Lords of the New Church. They really only put out like three studio albums initially between the three years they were really a band, 1982 through 1984. Those three records are so good, man. If you love rock and roll, punk rock, trash, goth, all of that, it's just all of that in a blender and you get Lords of the New Church. I'm a big Stiff Bader's fan, rest in peace. His album, Disconnected, is one of the great albums of all time, in my opinion. That's a record I wished I'd have been given in high school. Would have helped me out a lot. But back to Lords of the New Church. This song I'm going to pull is from their debut album. It's self-titled album, Lords of the New Church. And this is kind of like a really weird, like just angry, nervous, almost kind of like a soccer riot chant set to music. This song may annoy some people, I don't know, but I dig it and I still think you should give him a chance even if you don't like this song. I'm playing this song for a specific reason, but it's super loud and super heavy, so just turn the damn thing up. This is Lords of the New Church and the song is called Portobello. (laughs) Portobello. new church for you that was portobello and yes i'm gonna go ahead and spell it for you so you can write it down p is in paul o r t o b is in boy e l l o portobello all right like i said if you're feeling adventurous go pick up some lords of the new church records one of my all-time favorite songs is a song of theirs called open your eyes That thing uh, just tears me apart. So go check it out. One of the great modern bands, and by modern I mean 20 years or younger, was a band called the Donnas. I say was at this point because they've been on hiatus for five years. I don't know if they're ever getting back together. I sure hope they are. They were one of the great saviors of rock and roll in the late 90s. Uh, Fan from day one. They have so many great rock and roll albums that you should have. Most people just have the Spend the Night record if they have anything, of course. And I, I champion the fact that they even had some sort of success in their career when they put out Spend the Night because I believe it at least went gold and, of course, helped by the single Take It Off and love Spend the Night. Some other records you should definitely own, like Get Skin Tight is great. Turn 21 is great. That's got like just a massive catalog of ACDC riffs that, that are in line with the way that those AC/DC albums are engineered and just cut right through you. And uh, the, their album, Bitchin', their last studio album, an- another one of my favorite albums from the last 10 years. You should definitely have the Bitchin' record. It's so damn good. I saw them live on that tour twice, and they. Uh, you, you can actually find them doing a cover of Round and Round by Rat with Stephen Piercy. You can get that on iTunes and one of Stephen Piercy's solo albums. When I saw them play live... Both times on that tour, they did round and round both times and to prove how great of a guitar player Alison Robertson is, she played the solo by herself, a dual solo meant for two guys, Robin and Warren. So there you go. But from the popular album, I did mention, Spend the Night, because I got to play it for theme reasons. Really cool song off of this record. So maybe you've only heard Take It Off and you've never heard anything else by him. We're going to write that wrong right now with this one this is called and leave out the apostrophe i don't care so there some Donna's for you with I Don't Care so there like I said leave the punctuation off little hint for you there hope you enjoyed that I know I did and speaking of ladies who completely friggin rock here's a band maybe you've heard of them I I, I feel like I'm coming off pretty snobby I don't mean to but it's more of just my fandom not so much snobbiness like you know A lot of us that champion underdog bands and unsuccessful bands, we just get frustrated over the public's lack of interest. That's really what it is, so I I don't mean to sound like an asshole. So, let's start over, huh? Shall we? Okay. Here's a really cool band from England that came out in the early to mid-90s. And, like I mentioned before, the phrase, true alternative... I don't use that term loosely. This band was a true alternative. They definitely took a lot of influence from the the early days of punk rock, the whole part of the activism and all that stuff, you know, definitely political stuff, and also just some mean ass musicianship on top of it. And there's this band called Skunk and Nancy. I truly believe that Skin, the lead singer from Skunk and Nancy, is the greatest female rock vocalist of all time. Her range and the emotion she gets from me, just like, you know, what I feel when I hear her sing. I know that that sounds like, you know, like we're going to get into some sort of like NPR discussion about this band, but no. Skin is just the most powerful female vocalist I've ever heard. And There's a particular album you got to get by Skunk and Nancy, and I think it will really convert anybody. If if this album fails to convert new fans, I just I don't even know how to continue. There's an album from 1999. I know uh, I know Baco will especially like this album. Title: The album is called Post Orgasmic Chill, and there's just a range of heavy songs. Like even the ballads are good. Like and some of them are just like half ballad, half heavy. And sometimes they just go for it, like on this particular track here that I'm going to play for my Cobras and Fire theme here this week. So, the band is Skunk and Nancy, and the song is called The Skank Heads. <laughs> don't deceive you that was true power there helmed by skin leading skunk and Nancy there with the song called the skank heads you know why I'm saying these slow right writing them down right so go get that post orgasmic chill record one of the great undiscovered albums from the 90s they're still kicking around too, doing shows putting out records they've got a pretty damn healthy catalog for you to go check out and I hope you do. Let me know what you think. Feel free to PM me. And if I have just now gotten you into Skunk and Nancy, I'd love to know that. I love that kind of stuff. That's why we do these shows for the most part. Sure as hell ain't for the money, right? But it beats working. And that's the song we're going to play right now by the greatest American classic rock band of all time. Yes, this is true. Some things are just universal truths. They're the most played and most popular band on classic rock radio as far as the States go. I know Roth talked about that on his show, the Roth show, which I know I plugged last time too, but I just, I can't get enough of that show. I wish there were more episodes, damn things on hiatus now. But when he was talking about the fact that Van Halen gets more spins than any other American band on classic rock radio, and he's not lying about that uh, because you know, in his own words, Springsteen, he has values. And who needs that during happy hour? You gotta love Dave. And of course, this is from a Dave record. Possibly the greatest comeback album of all time, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Van Halen fan, in case you haven't noticed. But different kind of truth. One of the most misunderstood albums of the last few years. Had a terrible first track, but the rest of the album smokes. It is vintage, classic, epic Van Halen great roth It's all there for you. I don't understand why this album didn't sell millions and single-handedly bring back the record industry, but that's just my opinion. Just like a lot of those classic Dave albums where that last song is just, yeah, there you go. This is no exception. From a different kind of truth, this is Beats Working. we the ones Okay. All right. All right. Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen and Wolfgang Van Halen. Much respect to Wolfgang. Because from what I understand, he basically like co-produced that record, picked the material, did a great job. I'm a fan of Wolf. I got to say though, yes, I do want Mikey back. And I've been thinking about this for a long time now, at least a few years. So maybe a different kind of truth failed to rejuvenate the record industry single-handedly but I still feel like Van Halen can do some good before it's all said and done and I know there's been a lot of rumors going around swirling around I don't know what's true and what isn't this is the most secretive frustrating band ever they really are I mean come on but here's my idea I think I've gone on a few shows and said this already I might have even said it on my show. Maybe I've never gone on record with it. I've I've told this to a lot of my music friends. Here's what Van Halen needs to do. And this is the final word and the real one. So please feel free to you know share this with anybody that has any kind of pull inside or outside the band. I don't care. But here's how it goes. All right. So we all know pretty much when Van Halen goes on tour now with Roth that, you know, They're obviously not spending a lot of time together. They travel separately. The only time they probably see each other is when they do the shows. That's cool. I can get behind that. I mean, it kind of stinks, you know, when you hear about those kind of things as a fan. But, you know, we're dealing in reality here. Okay. That being said, of course, all the swirling rumors of Hagar coming back. And I like Sammy. I'm more of a Roth guy than a Sammy guy. But I do like me some Sammy. Sammy's a lot of fun. So here's what we do here. And here's how Van Halen changes the world. Because in the times we're living in right now, and what's going on, maybe we can just turn the entire world around. Not just the music world, but maybe the entire world. I think people always say, well, if such and such can happen, then maybe we're onto to something and maybe we can finally get to potential world peace. Now, obviously, our leaders aren't saying that because that's bad for business. However get Hagar back, get Mikey back, keep Roth in there, do like the top, okay let's say the top 50 areas you just gotta play, all the way from Texas to Australia, book 100 shows, two consecutive nights in each area, one night full headline set with Sammy, next night full headline set with Roth, and you call it the Van Halen World Peace Tour. It's a free idea. Let's make this happen. All right. The last song is by one of our great modern metal bands, Mastodon. I'm a Mastodon fan. I'm actually going to go see them in a few days. They're touring with Eagles of Death Metal. That's going to be a hell of a show. Looking forward to that. I've never seen Mastodon before. I've seen Eagles of Death Metal multiple times. That's one of the great shows you should go see. Go see them headlined somewhere. It's amazing. One of the best rock and roll acts you'll ever see. And I mean that. But getting back to Macedon, they just put a new record out, but I'm going to play you something from the previous album. This is the title track, and very important that you not spell the word round with A. So, as you're writing this down, this last song is called Once More, Round the Sun. Check it out. my takeover of the Cobras and Fire podcast this week with myself, Joey, from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast. Go subscribe on iTunes. That was Mastodon, once more round the sun. Hope you enjoyed that. I just loved that Wallace sound, man. When, when metal is good, there's almost nothing better. It's it, Same goes for bad metal. There's nothing more worse than bad metal, but there's almost nothing better than great metal. And I believe Macedon is great metal. I only hope that they become bigger and bigger as time goes on. We need more next level icons, you know, because I love me some big four, but they're getting a little long in the tooth and somebody's got to step in at some point and be the next that, the next Anthrax, the next Metallica. Hopefully it happens for some of these bands, at least the good ones, the ones that deserve it, right? All right. I would just really like to thank Lou Simbaco for having me on this week. It's been a blast. Like I said, I'm a listener of this show, and I highly endorse it. And anytime you'll have me, I'll be happy to come on. So I'm going to do my last plugs and get the hell out of here. Go to cnjradio.com for every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on the iTunes feed anymore. While you're on there, check out the Synaptic Podcast. A podcast that I produce featuring the great Randy Brown, who is a true alternative. It's a show completely different from mine, and has just as much variety. And while you're on CNJ Radio, check out some of the cool blogs headed up by my brother Chris, who's the C of CNJ Radio, with Wrestling House Show and Last Theater on the left. And last but not least, as we always finish up here and playing us out on Rock Strikes Ten, is Pete and the guys from Space Beard. Go to facebook.com spacebeardband, purchase their excellent new album called Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Once again, thanks for checking out the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you at Rock Strikes 10 and hopefully soon back here on Cobras and Fire. Until then, have fun.